Well, welcome everyone and welcome to our special presentation on how to become a broken wing butterfly master. Before we get going, we'd just like to remind you that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk and trading options is substantial and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that any trades in or results in this presentation, consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated trades or, or results. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. We have Stephen with us. Hello, Stephen. Hey, John. Hey, we're both here. We're going to be talking about this for probably about an hour or so. And I'm going to talk for a little while. Stephen will talk for a little while. And we'll get your questions answered for you down towards the end. Okay, so let me get things rolling here. And when we start talking about broken wing butterflies and trading and so forth, my guess is for a lot of you, this is probably not your first webinar about making money with trading or broken wing butterflies either. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is that, you know, if you've trade, if you've uh, failed in, in trading these types of structures in the past, that it's probably not your fault. You know, there's a lot of information on broken wing butterflies, of course and trading and so forth, but there's also a lot of misinformation out there. And it can be really confusing. In fact, I would say that there's so much information that many times the sheer amount of information, it overloads you and literally keeps you from achieving the success that you've, you're trying to accomplish. And if you've been concerned in the past that you just can't succeed with trading because you've tried over and over again, you know, I understand. and. Um, you know, I want to put those fears to rest. I know that you can do this. It's it's not that difficult, but it does take a certain um, knowledge and certain procedures in order to do it. So the reality is, is you just need the right people to explain how to make that happen for yourself. Realize that many people who sell trading programs and trading services, you know, they they want you to think that all you need to be successful is to find the right trade or, you know, to follow their alert service. And I'm here to tell you that they're wrong. Now, they all have their own reasons for wanting you to think that, but it's simply not true. And if you've ever thought these services wanted you to fail, you know, there's probably a little bit of truth in that because they don't benefit from you succeeding. Most of them would rather keep you dependent on their trading alerts or dependent on their you know, next miracle trading strategy than to see you become independent and competent on your own. The difference with us is that we actually care about your success. We truly want to see you become confident, competent traders that can trade on your own and live the life of your dreams. So that's what we're here for. I know that many of you probably have a dream to become a capable trader who can rely on himself to be profitable, regardless of what happens with the news, regardless of what happens in the market. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to win every trade. Nobody's going to do that. But it does mean that you'll be able to understand what you're doing and understand to the extent where you'll know what to do to remain profitable when future changes occur in the market, which we all know is going to happen. So our objective with our presentation today is twofold, because I understand I'm talking to some beginners and I'm talking to some traders who are probably very experienced. So with beginners, our objective is to drastically reduce the amount of time, money, and effort it takes you to become profitable with trading. And for our more advanced traders, 
Our objective is to reveal the tools and understandings you need to finally become consistently profitable into the future, trading the live markets. And since we're here to help you, one of our goals in the next 60 minutes is to get you to realize that you will not achieve consistent results over long periods of time if your procedure is simply following the same set of rules and applying it to all different types of markets. Nor is that going to happen following trade alerts. In order to get those consistent results that you desire over long periods of time, you need to learn to adapt. And in order to adapt, you need a deep understanding of your positions based on what's happening in the market. As you'll find, this understanding is critical to achieving the consistent results that you desire. And today, we're going to show you how to gain that understanding. Realize that I was once an, inspire, an aspiring trader too. Uh, and I had the belief that all I had to do was find the right indicator or find the right trade or find the right trading service and thinking that this is going to solve all my problems and I'm going to be profitable consistently forever into the future. You know, and, and as a result, I've tried many different types of trading. I've tried following other people's trading rules. I've created rules that work flawlessly in my back tester. And I even tried alert services and these trade alongs. And yes, I have had periods of success doing it that way. But unfortunately, every single time I thought I had it figured out, the market eventually changed and whatever trade or service I was following, it had these periods of failure. And of course, these periods of failure, they come, uh, come after you've ramped up the size. And that being the case, the, the failure periods result in uh, these overall losses, which makes perfect sense. You know, now that I'm more experienced and I understand the extent of variables that the market can throw at you, that may, makes perfect sense. But at the time, it was shocking to me. I mean, how could this strategy or alert service or whatever it is that, that showed you this wonderful record of the past, how could it fail? But it did repeatedly. And the reality is you just, you can't argue with the facts. Realize that for the most part, things that work well in the past on Backtester, they worked well because they were fitted for the past in Backtester. Um, and also realize that the future at some point will likely be different than what happened in the past. And it's certainly not going to be exactly the same way as it was in the past, which is inevitably going to re lead to different results in the future. Therefore, you can't rely on past results or you know, of a trade or an indicator if your objective is consistent profits going into the future. Because in order to get consistent profits, when things change, you need to be able to, to recognize what that change means to the way that you're trading and then adapt to it. Otherwise, you're going to end up in this loop of trying the next trade or trying the next trade again and again and again, where in the end, you know, you may have traded for years and you may have learned new, you know, found out all this fancy stuff. But in the end, you're no further along than you were when you started. And I know this because I was new to trading, too, and I was in this loop as well. So why do we tend to get stuck in this loop? Well, as many of you may or may not know, um, you know, I'm also very, I'm a master NLP neurolinguistic program instructor. I'm a master hypnotist. I'm a certified life coach. And 
we talk a lot about this thing called the motivational triad. The natural human tendency to seek pleasure, avoid pain, uh, and conserve energy. This being the case, we unconsciously want the pleasure of winning without the uncertainty of losing, without having to expend the energy to monitor what's happening all the time and make judgments or go through the process of making decisions, especially the types of decisions that could possibly result in pain when there's uncertainty involved. This combination of factors leads us, right, naturally as human beings, it leads us to this natural desire to want to follow rules and indicators, right? Simply follow them and not worry about anything else, uh, where we can create this illusion of certainty that we will win. And most of us, uh, you know, you create this illusion of certainty either through backtesting or by following rules or indicators in a way where we don't need to go through the work. And that work is a, the work of paying attention, right? That takes effort to pay attention to the market. And then, of course, you have those uncertain decisions that, you know, we never know how they're going to turn out until they actually turn out. And those decisions might result in pain. So why is it a problem? If we come in here and we take this trading strategy that worked in back tester, or maybe, you know, we see some, it seems some live results for a couple of years. Um, why is it a problem to rely on that and just trade the same set of rules all the time? Well, the problem is the future, while it will often have some similarities to the past, it's going to be different than the past. Therefore, if we want to win most consistently, we have to be able to adapt to those differences. So what turned my trading around, right? I told you, I just told you, I went through this period of time where I was, where I was doing this. I was trying to follow trades and was expecting the same, the same set of rules to um, work forever consistently into the future, making me money. Uh, and that wasn't working for me. What turned my trading around? Uh, how did I become consistently profitable? Well, my epiphany happened when I finally accepted the reality that there is no set of trading rules. There is no alert service that was going to allow me to sit back and rake in money forever into the future consistently. And I realized that I was going to need to learn when certain things were the right thing to do and when certain things were the wrong thing to do. I get asked these questions constantly all the time. What's the best? Is this best or is that best? And the reality is there is no correct answer to that without context. There is no answer, best answer of you know, where to place your broken wing butterfly dependent on market price and what delta to adjust at. There is no best there. The best is going to determine on, the, on what's happening in the market at the time. When you put the, something in the context of what's happening in the market, then you can start to come out with, the, with an answer that makes sense and is actually going to be helpful, for, helpful to you. But if anybody gives you that answer without context, they're doing you a disservice because they're just pulling, you know, I say pulling a rabbit out of my hat, right? I can, I can give you an answer to any question, but it doesn't necessarily benefit you. It's only going to benefit you if I have a context in which the question is being asked, okay? Um, so that was it with me, right? So realizing when certain things were the right thing to do, when certain things were the wrong thing to do. And today, you know, if you're open to putting aside your judgments, Stephen and I are going to help you begin the process of discovering this as well. So let's talk with Stephen about our Broken Wing Butterfly Masterclass. Hey, Stephen. Hey, John. You want to take all over my uh, over my screen? 
Yeah, thanks for that intro, John. I think it's important to note how John didn't get into any specifics about a trade strategy, some sort of a recipe for a rule set, right? So the point John's trying to make, it's about concepts and principles and understanding those and knowing when to apply them under the right conditions. And so I think that's a very different approach that John does in all of his programs. There's a lot of people come into trading, right, John? They want to know, <clears throat> when do I bob? When do I weave? Where do I put the X's? Where do I put the O's? And it's not about that. If you want long-term success and you want to depend on yourself for trading success, it's going to be about learning concepts and principles. And so I think it's important to note that, again, you know, John didn't mention anything about <laughs> What's the lower wing? What's the upper wing? He's talking about high level. If you want to make the breakthroughs as a trader, you need to be able to understand um, what's happening in the trade and apply it to the right context. Right, John? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dig in. Um, I'm going to give the student perspective. I am uh, currently a uh, the coach for the beginners and the intermediates, but I was a student when this program first came out. So I think I have a unique um, perspective that I can share with folks who are seeing this for the first time. Um, why this video series? You know, th this is one of those things where um, you guys are really lucky in that I wish I would have um, taken this course first before I bought any strategy. And, and it, you know, not necessarily any of John's strategies, but anything that's this delta neutral campaign income trading style. I wish I would have purchased this first and laid down this foundation uh, and then gotten into the details of the different strategies. And that it, it's almost like um, once you learn a language, right? If you're trying to learn um, uh, a second language, once you master that, picking up a third and fourth one is much easier. So this is very similar in that standpoint. Um, the BWB is really a, the best learning tool for this style of trading. You know, it gives us the risk profile that gives us the best opportunity to manage our risk um, up and down as the market is moving around. Um, this video series is effectively going to teach you how to adapt your trading, which is what John was talking about in the intro. That's really what it's all about. How do I adapt to the context of what's happening in the market? How do I identify what those trade-offs are for any move that I'm considering doing? And what are the objectives behind each of the moves? And ultimately, this is going to increase your probability of success, right? So that's what we're trying to do is put ourselves in a winning position. Yeah, and I then the finally... Important. What yeah. you said, Stephen, when you talked about you wish this, you had this before you started trading broken wing butterflies or or, or trading mm -hmm. in general, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's a really good point because you know a lot of people that come in and they see this trade and they have they have a set of rules and they you know they can backtest the rules they can follow the rules but they don't know what the rules do, right 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 they they, they all all they know I mean any any. any <laughs> Anybody can follow a set of rules, right? But yeah. knowing, understanding what you're doing with the rules and why they're actually being profitable at a certain time and what has to happen in order for them not to be profitable in the future is a completely different story. And that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, and, and ultimately, you know, we want to protect people from that inevitable hamster wheel that you, you've talked about, you and I have talked about um, for years now, really, is, you know, you find a strategy that happens to be working in the given marketplace, 
right? And you have a series of wins, maybe some small losses. You're feeling confident. You feel like this trade is, is really, you, you found your bread and butter and you start sizing it up. And then inevitably what happens is the market changes and you don't have any mechanism to recognize that change in the market. And we're not just talking about from going from a bull market to a bear market, right? We're talking about changes in IV structure, skew, pricing, all the different variables that come into play when we're trading options. If you don't have a way to um, uh, to identify when the weather has changed, so to speak, you're going to get blown out. And then, like we say, you've sized that trade up, you take, say, two or three large losses in a row, and then you declare that this trade net doesn't work, you know, it's something's not happening right. So I'm off searching for the next shiny object or, uh, or alert service or so on and so forth. And you're just on this constant hamster wheel. And, you know, John goes into the deep dive in this programs of the whys and the whys not, why nots, if you will, on all the different tactics and methods, um, different ways you can control your risk in the trade, put yourself in a winning position. Um, and it really allows you to match your trading with the objective, with what you're trying to accomplish. And I remember, John, you used to say this when I was doing coaching with you. And I would ask the questions, just like you said in your intro, you know, like, is it better for this? Is it better to do that? You know, put the short strikes on top of the market, put the short strikes behind the market. And your answer was always like, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. And I was like, I'm trying to make money. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to achieve, Right. And, you know, John was really patient. He's like, well, you know, in the context of what's happening in the market, where you are with your position, what do you want to achieve? What's your objective with the position? Do you want to protect the position from an um, aggressive down move or up move or whatever the case may be? And so that really changed my thinking of what is it that I'm trying to achieve right here, right now? Um, and then once you put those pieces together during the campaign, the outcome, the result of the trade will take care of itself. Right. I mean, the question is, uh, you know, what are you trying to accomplish and what are you willing to um, give up in order to accomplish it? Because right. everything makes a difference. Right. And I, th I think this is something we probably should trademark at some point. John's one of John's favorite phrases is where do you want, where are you willing to put your risk to the upside, to the downside, you know, where is, where are you willing to lose? Cause you, you have to commit, you have to put a stake in the ground and say, I'm or the willing volatility to lose. risk, right? So a lot of people think upside, yeah. downside, but also we trade volatility. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, where, where are you putting that risk? That, that's a great point. We, we can be completely under the tent and the T plus zero line drops below zero and you're underwater and you have to understand, is that a temporary condition? Is that something uh, more long-term? How are you going to deal with that? <clears throat> and so a lot of people don't think in those terms of, where am I willing to put my risk? Nowhere. Well, guess what? You're probably not going to make money. So I mean, oh, what you're doing is you're, if you're not willing to put your risk somewhere, regardless of how you're positioned, you have risk somewhere. No matter right. how pretty your T plus zero line looks, it doesn't matter. You have risk somewhere. All you're doing, you know, if you don't think you have it, you're just hiding that risk from yourself, which isn't usually beneficial because real right. life will come into play. Right. That's a great point. You've got the risk. You just have to, your job is to figure out where it is and where you're willing to put it. And this goes back to what I said earlier, you know, th this is, this program is really the foundation um, that I wished I had. I I'm, I'm glad I finally got it to understanding about all different uh, forms and shapes of BWBs and broken wing condors and as well as butterflies plus calls, right? The old M3 uh, or the standard M3 configuration. 
Uh, and then all the uh, uh, trades that Doc John has developed since the M3, the V17, the V14, the V22, the V32, and of course the M3, M34U and the Rock, all these things are predicated on these concepts. So once you get these things down um, and all the different machinations and the trade-offs like we, we talk about, these different trades, it's like, I go back to the analogy of speaking a language, it'll just pop off the page uh, in terms of making sense to you once you get these concepts really down. And, and it doesn't, and they don't have to be these trades, they, they, any broken wing yeah. butterfly style trade that you're trading. Yeah, exactly. And you know, ultimately you can go through this program, <clears throat> I think we mentioned it later, and develop your own trade that matches your own risk tolerances and your own timing and your own objectives. Um, but you can't necessarily do that just by buying some rule set and following that rule set. You're not going to be able to necessarily, you, you might be able to tweak that particular trade a little bit, but if you want a ground up strategy or from the ground up strategy that, that fits all your uh, criteria, then this is the program that you really want. Okay. And for those that are, <clears throat> may or may not be, or uh, may not be familiar with what a broken wing butterfly looks like in the top graph that is simply the, the risk graph of a broken wing butterfly right so it's it's got a longer lower wing and a shorter upper wing <clears throat> and in the bottom graph there's some different variations of what we call bwbs or broken wing condors so the let's get my drawing tool out so this here is a condor like structure where the sh shorts are split you can see that it has a little bit different behavior than it would with a more traditional BWB. So that's something to understand. And then this one here in the blue is an unbalanced uh, broken wing butterfly. And again, it's gonna have a different behavior. And those are, those are things, important things to understand depending on what market context you have, <clears throat> what your expectations of are the market and again, what you're trying to achieve. And you can obviously see down here as well that these trades have quite different risk. Um, now, in this particular case, you could adjust the contract size to get the same risk, but it gives you a sense of how placing the options is a little bit different, it may give you a similar risk profile, but in, in all cases, the positions are gonna behave differently. Okay, Steven, yeah, so we have a bit of a question, which I think would be yeah. interesting. interesting. Now, he just says, why, why, and I'm assuming this is when you listed all the broken wing butterfly strategies we have, why so many different broken wing butterfly strategies? And the reason behind that is because each of our strategies is designed to teach you a certain aspect about trading broken wing butterflies. And therefore, we have different types of entries, different types of exits, different types of adjustment strategies, different types of uh, you know, uh, either profit targets or exit loss triggers or max losses, as some people call it. They all have a, uh, you know, different ways of um, flattening your T plus zero line. Mm -hmm. So each of these strategies is going to teach you certain lessons. And each of these strategies is going to be more beneficial in one type of market over another type right. of market. Right. They serve different purposes, right? So the V32 is a more bullish, um, lower DTE uh, BWB in the Russell, whereas the rock trade is a high gamma tight condor position, right? right? So it, they, they all serve different purposes and different um, objectives. Now, what the neat thing is, is once you have a master understanding of all these, you can um, convert and morph 
between and among these different configurations to, depending on what you're seeing in the market. And that's really when you can make your returns zoom off the page. Yeah, well, yeah. And so one of the things I like to point out too is any one of those strategies, if you take it and trade it non-subjectively over a very long period of time, they mm -hmm. all have excellent win rates, 75 to 90% depending on the strategy. And they all um, can be traded that way but they all have their that 20% failure or that 10% failure rate where they're at because of the way that they're adjusted. And you know, one strategy will you'll by trading these together um, or you know live back live trading or back testing them together, you understand you can see these strategies, right? This is these this stuff isn't those strategies are not included in the program in this program, but by you know trading these different types of in broken wing butterfly strategy, you, you understand them because you can see real time right. where, where, where the differences are and what makes a difference here. And it makes everything dynamic, right? It makes your trading dynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, good question, good question. So what will I learn from this program? I could develop a structural understanding of the BWD, BWB for any market situation, and that includes butterfly on the call and the, the condors and the different um, variations of that BWB. And like we said before, know the why behind the what. Uh, you know, a lot of people just like John had said earlier, you just blindly follow a rule set. You don't really, why am I rolling down the upper long? Is that the only way I can correct my Delta? I, I don't know, that was just in the rule set, see? And so, <clears throat> you know, there's multiple ways we can accomplish the same thing, but not all Delta corrections, for example, are created the same. And so you need to have that kind of understanding. Or are all delta numbers the same? We talk about quality yeah. sometimes, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, how and, and our T, right. And how that T plus zero line is going to react. And, and not all the, uh, the deltas adjustments that give you a certain delta have the same gamma that come with it. And you have to understand, you know, it goes back to the trade offs. What am I willing to do? What am I willing to give up to accomplish X, Y, and Z? And really, it's about, you know, matching your market expectations with a position that will perform the best without boxing yourself in or being in a position where the market has to do this for me to be successful. That's like the worst, the worst feeling. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there before, right? Like you're like, okay, here we go. You know, the market's got to go up tomorrow or uh, we're looking at max loss or, or bigger. Um, and you, you mentioned this a couple of um weeks ago, John, and it really kind of hit home. And we all need to be reminded as fundamentals, you know, you said, you know, look, it's about not putting your boxing yourself in and putting yourself in a have to position. Like, right. yeah, maybe this isn't the great greatest adjustment, but at least I've got options. You know, the market will move around. And then uh, at that point, maybe I can make a more fortuitous maneuver. But at this point, all I want to do, I'm not worried about making money or needing the market to do this or that. I just don't want to get boxed in where I, where I own, where only one thing has to happen for me to win. So let's go to the next slide. What's in the course Four videos, which is over six hours of training. Plus there's actually, think, there's actually now six videos with six, over eight hours. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> okay. pl yeah. plus the bonus videos in which, uh, there are two. Yeah. So it's six videos. Uh, and I believe in those, uh, bonus videos you have to remind me john is there's um talks about adding calendars uh, above right, and below right. the market yeah right. it's 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 utilizing calendars as adjustments in broken wing butterflies 
and different all different types of right ways different types of ways yeah right and i'll go into this a little deeper but i just wanted to give people a, a, an overview of what's in the course it this includes all the potential tactics that we've been aware of or that students have asked um, over and over again over the years how to best manage manage the trade through changing environments and the benefits the drawbacks of each total deep dive deep dive into you know time as it relates to DTE, should I enter this thing at 56 days, at 10 days, at seven days, you know, imply volatility, the different configurations, the trade-offs that go with that, the wing widths and the adjustments and how that impacts the position. Um, and like I said before, at the end, you'll have an easy methodology that allows you to construct your own trades that meet your own uh, risk objectives. Um, we talked about the bonus video, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just want to keep driving this point home too, John, because we've really experienced a big change in the market, particularly from a um, skew standpoint since the COVID crash, right? So that's something that I hope people have really realized. You know, um, it's not just simply saying, oh, we had a three week crash in the market in early 2020 and then we've gone straight up since. From an options standpoint, this is a completely different world. We, we, we didn't predict this, right? Or we didn't have it baked into the cake, but you know what? Those of us that under, understand the concepts and the principles were not caught off guard at all. In fact, we were able to oh, take advantage of this right. huge change. I mean, most people had record performance years in 2020. Um, and then 2021 even changed as well, but we were able to adapt to that and still have uh, uh, you know, years that were high performing years. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After, after um, 2020, we definitely had a, uh, a market-wide implied volatility skew difference than mm -hmm. before. And, you know, some of the strategies may still be that you, that you guys may be trading may still be um, functioning. Okay. But mm -hmm. uh, realistically, we should be trading this environment differently than we right. before. And, and one big example that in, in our community that people did certainly uh, a lot in 2020 and to some degree in 2021 was trading in with their trades with less DTE because we were getting a, a similar risk profile with less time. Mm. So I always find it odd when people are trading, say, you know, an 80-day trade in 2017, which makes sense, and they're trading an 80-day trade in 2020 and 2021. I'm like, why are you doing that? Your trade's just going to sit there for 30 days and do nothing for you when you could have probably had two other trades on with the same same trade, but with just less time. Right. You yeah, know, it's, it's much more efficient. You can, this right. market, it's, it's a great market to trade these types of strategies. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you got to be able to uh, have some mechanism for your antenna to go up to recognize, hey, things are changed. There's an opportunity here. Let me take advantage of it. So, here are the program specifics that are in the, um, in the track. The track sections are trade entry, upside adjustments, downside adjustments, and exits. So those are pretty, uh, pretty broad areas that John does a deep dive on. I mean, he does, I, I, mean, I think you talk like a half an hour just on entry considerations, right? And there's um, 
yeah, yeah tons and tons better, of examples this way that way wing with yeah yeah you, you can see i back wing <laughs> right you can <laughs> yeah. see how, how much stuff i've got listed here right for entry considerations right so it, it's uh what's my wing width the size the, the lot size my uh planned capital do i enter close to d close uh, or far dte where do i put the short strikes what are my greek considerations so on and so forth so you know, John is, um, I mean, you've probably had every question under the sun over the years as it relates to uh, different positions, right? Um, I would think so. Yeah, we've, yeah. <laughs> we've been doing yeah, this for right? a while now. <laughs> yeah. And John goes into, into the program, goes into the detail and the pluses and minuses, aka the trade-offs of each of those. And it's your job, once you understand these uh, principles, is to rank and distill what are the most relevant considerations when I'm managing my trade and block out the noise that has minimal impact. You know, John, you, you, you talk a lot about how you'll get questions and sometimes it's frustrating. You're like, that, that is like, has almost no impact on the trade. That is not where your focus needs to be. So it's really about ranking and distilling. What is the most critical aspect of the trade right now? You know, what is the right. dominant Greek, for instance? What am I trying to achieve? Um, don't get caught up in the minutia and the noise, like I said, of all these other considerations. It's like DTE is a big one for you, right? <laughs> People are constantly right. asking you. And for you, it's not that big of a consideration. You know, you put your focus more on other areas when you're doing your trade planning. For some people, maybe it is, but it's important to be able to... Um, determine what's noise and what's relevant. There's a lot more considerations than days to expiration. And realistically, you know, when you're back testing, people will change days to expiration for back testing in order to filter out a certain result on a couple of trades and, they're, yeah. and thereby fix their trading system. But they haven't really fixed anything. All they've done is right. they've, they've taken out the random loss that they the old, had. The old right. curve they, fitting tactic. Right. They curve fitted their luck, basically what they've done. Right. And, um, yeah. And that's pretty common. Now I wanted to give folks kind of a sneak peek of um, the, some of the content, how it's laid out. And this is obviously talking about entry. Um, John discusses um, entry duration, you know, what's considered conservative, aggressive, or very aggressive. Of course, we just talked about how, you know, when we made the program, um, this is what was considered the different uh, gradations of riskiness, right? Or aggressiveness, so to speak. And that may have changed in this environment. <clears throat> but with this program, right. you're going to be able to Definitely. identify that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like 20, 20 DTE in 2017 was pretty darn aggressive. You know, you're going it to was a... in 2017. Yeah, it was very aggressive in 2017, but now it's very conservative. So, you know, one of right. the things we did is this program was, um, I don't remember the year it was actually the 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 base program was developed a couple of, a couple of years ago. Um, I don't remember the exact time, but I, we got that question in the film. And then we have a 2021 update, which I did last year, which is the right. second two videos that talks about any changes that were done in the original guidelines. It's good to know the original guidelines and the new ones because who knows, the market may go back to what the way it was before right. um, at some point in the future. And you want, to, you want to be able to recognize that these types of uh, changes do um, change what is considered conservative and what's considered aggressive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, of that, the, I'm, I'm positive in that update. You, you discuss, you know, how the change in IV and implied volatility skew 
is affect our decision making. So that's pretty. Critical. The other question we have here, really quick too, is um, yeah, you know, will you be using Option Net Explorer to demo the trades in this class? Um, we the newer section in 2021 is done with Option Explorer. The older section is done with Option View. The reality is um, this would be um, independent of of any type of software. In other words, the concepts in this hold true regardless of what type of software you're, you're using to analyze your trades. Okay, so just wanted to answer that. Yeah, yeah, great. And then um, finally, I just wanted to address the, um, the unique naming convention that John uses in the program to identify the different tactics. So for instance, down here in the bottom, RO is an acronym for risk off only. And then what John refers to here is if you're simply going to use a strategy where you roll the upper longs down using verticals or roll up the shorts or roll up, roll back the longs, just anything that takes out risk to the upside. And then GRT, gradual rock transition, that talks about um, what we mentioned earlier is how if you were going to convert or morph an existing, say, BWB structure into a rock-like position, if the given conditions were... Uh, good for that kind of thing. So it's just a nice uh, way to list out the different tactics and give it some kind of a name. So I thought that that, that is a really unique way to uh, keep track of the different things you can do with the trade because it's everything under the sun is, is, is possible, right? Right. There's a lot of different ways that you could adjust these. And there's a lot of pluses and minuses to each way. So. Right, right. Exactly. Talk about trade-offs. So that's the theme, right? So the common questions and concerns as it relates to this uh, type trade uh, and the structures, you know, does it matter where I place my shorts? We talked about that a little bit earlier. Does it matter if I, where I do my vertical adjustment? Is it the upper long, at the short strikes, at the lower long, or somewhere in between? You know, those are there's all specific answers to that. They're all specific considerations to that. What if the market crashes tomorrow? Well, you know, you need to have that in your plan, um, some things to think about. Can we see if that's, is there information in the market that tells us that that might be impending? You know, how long into the trade uh, hits my profit target? Should I roll up the tent, keep it in place? What if the market runs away from me? You know, these, all these kind of concerns and um, questions we could all have about trades are, are addressed in depth in the program. And so I wanted to go through uh, a little matrix I put together, John, where we talk about, you know, when we want to make that decision of what tactic or what adjustment I want to make to the trade, it depends on what your objective is. We talked about that earlier, right? So here's some examples of those. So if my objective in, in the trade, in any given point in the campaign is to minimize losses, there's a couple of things I can do, right? I can, for entry, I can enter the short strikes further back. Um, if I'm already in the trade and I want to minimize losses and take risk out of the trade, I can roll in the upper longs and roll in the lower longs, whereby making the trade uh, total risk in the trade much smaller. And you have to also consider for that objective, like we talked about earlier, what's the trade-off of doing that? Well, if I'm going to take action two or action one, for that matter, probably need to use a little bit lower profit target because I'm taking a much more conservative approach. You're gonna get a higher win rate if that's something that you do consistently, in a, assuming that the market hasn't changed. 
So you have to recognize that if you're going to be more conservative, you're not necessarily going to hit these high profit targets. Um, another objective, let's say that you want to make the trade less sensitive to volatility. Well, one, one uh, solution to that could be to enter as a butterfly plus call configuration, which is a traditional M3. That's going to react to um, volatility changes more responsibly or more, more favorably than say a BWB configuration in most cases. Action two could be is keep short strikes, at the, keep your short strikes at the same strike, which is to say in some of our strategies, as we're doing up adjustments, we might roll up half of our short strikes, which would create a broken wing condor. Well, while that's great, if you were trying to get theta lift, and make your delta adjustment at the same time, you're also um, creating a, a, a position that's more sensitive to volatility changes. So you wanna be aware of that. That talks about the trade-offs, right? So um, that position is gonna gain less than a broken wing condor um, at the expense of volatility sensitivity. So you have any comments on any of these, John? Yeah, no, I mean, what you were saying here is right. So, so whatever you do for a move and so forth, there's trade-offs around that and, you know, pluses and minuses, and this is what we're uh, heading on in the program. I'm getting some questions about certain things, and okay. you know, one of them is just talking about the program. So let me just quickly just take a break in here. Yeah. So our Broken with Butterfly Master Course, it includes... Just to be clear, so one of the questions is what strategy are we going to cover in this video? This video is not about trading strategies. If you want to a, a, a rule-based trading strategy, you know, if, if that's what you're looking for, that is not this course. And it's also the same thing that's going to keep you in that loop of going one strategy after the other. This is about understanding broken wing butterflies, how they react. Uh, learning when to best use, utilize them, when you certain uh, utilize them, and when to utilize certain techniques for entry, e exits, and adjustments. That's what this program is about. It's not an individual trading strategy. So um, we have plenty of great individual trading strategies if you want to see those. The reality is, is you should be able to look at a set of trading rules and you should be able to understand when that strategy is going to make money, when it's going to be problematic, and so forth. And that's what this course is going to help you do. Okay. So again, this is not a trading strategy or a set of trading strategies. This is universal across all broken wing butterfly style strategies. It's also going to be pretty much universal across any type of condor or uh, anything like that that you're going to trade as well. So lots of great stuff in here. The course covers trade entries. We talk about days to expiration. What are the trade-offs for being close to expiration, far from expiration, choosing different wing widths, depending on what's going on in the marketplace, what's going to tend to be optimal, uh, broken wing butterflies versus butterfly calls, uh, entry location relative to at the money and how your entry affects your adjustment strategy, uh, scaling entries and adjustments, uh, different ways of scaling them, what are the implications of scaling them, the good and the bad, um, upside adjustment strategies, uh, adapting your upside adjustment strategy to different volatility levels, different uh, to rising markets, to following markets, uh, falling markets, and sideways markets. So, one of the things is there's you should be adjusting your broken wing butterflies differently depending on if it, whether or not you're in a volatile market, whether you're in a rising market, whether you're in a sideways choppy market, whether you're in a falling market. All these are factors uh, that you can 
utilize, and again, this is not being predictive. This is just looking at the environment that you're in and saying, hey, you know what? The market's been going up and down for a while. Maybe I should modify adjust my adjustment strategy uh, and that type of thing, okay? We talk about downside adjustment strategies, which is the Achilles heel for most traders. You know, we talk about how and when to best adjust to the downside for maximum protection with the least whipsaw risks to the upside, um, how to set risk parameters for your trades if you're trading a broken wing butterfly, uh, how to set planned capital, profit targets, uh, maximum loss numbers, and how those things interact with, with each other and why they should be set at certain levels. Um, and per per perhaps most important of all, we talk about trade exits. Tra your trade exit, you know, a lot of people. They talk about uh, entries, they talk about adjustments, but the reality is your most important factor in your trading is going to be your exits. That's going to be the determination of whether you're going to be a winner or a loser long-term in the marketplace. And we talked about, you know, a lot of people, they just use like a profit target or an exit loss trigger or, an, or a maximum loss number, and then they let the trade go. The reality is, is there are many, many factors that you should be considering whether when you're looking at whether to stay in a trade or not. And um, we talk about when, how, uh, and how to exit most effectively. And then there's our special bonus videos. So we, in the, in the videos, we have answers to the questions from students who've taken the course. We have Delta limit guidance for our post COVID skew environment. And then uh, perhaps the biggest section of that is calendar adjustment strategies for broken wing butterflies. So many of you may or may not know that we have a calendar class that talks about how to best utilize calendar spreads. And part of that class is uh, utilizing calendar spreads as adjustments with broken wing butterflies and also the opposite using broken wing butterflies as adjustments for calendars and uh, when it's appropriate to do so. And that video is, in is included in this course. So uh, again, the, the calendar class is not included in the course, but that section of the video, uh, as far as um, you know, adjusting with broken wing butterflies and uh, adjusting broken wing butterflies with calendars is included in this course now. So that's some really fantastic information. Normal price on the course is $12.95. And we're actually doing a special this cycle. And that is going to be, for our basic or non-members, in order to buy it, you have to be a basic member, but basic membership is free. That's gonna be 1095, that's $200 off. For our Go Trade Performance and Market Outlook members, that's uh, gonna be 995, that's $300 off, and then $400 off for our pro members, it's only $895, okay? And um, to get to, to buy this, you just go to lockingyoursuccess.com, look on trading courses. This is considered a trading performance course. We have trading strategy courses, which is going to be the trades. And then we have trading performance courses, which is going to be how to best utilize the trades. This is a trading performance course. Um, here is the uh, direct link. And if you're a member, you just go to your dashboard in the community and you click on the discounts box and you will get that special pricing, okay? A uh, couple of program, a uh, couple of questions here. I had someone asking about, and I, I accidentally um, threw the question out, uh, but it was just say, asking about the Ultimate Income Trader Program. The Ultimate in Income Trader Program is a higher level program than this, so um, this is not necessary per se. 
with uh, if, you, if you're at the ultimate income trader level, that's a very high advanced level. Also, how is this program different than the M3.4U? The M3.4U is a trading strategy. This is going to discuss the, if you take this class here, right, you're gonna understand the M3.4U much better. And you'll also understand how to modify it more effectively for different market conditions. The M3.4U is, is more of a rule-based strategy, okay? So again, this is not a rule-based strategy. Do you have a course or will you have a course on combining strategies like V32 and others, depending on market conditions? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have that. I mean, the reality is this is the type of material in this course that you need to understand. If you really understand this, and especially if you go into the ultimate income trader level, then you don't need any of that, right? So in other words, I know a lot of you are looking at this from, you know, let's just take two different sets of trade rules and switch between them. And that's the primitive level of getting more advanced, I would say. Um, what I would rather see you do is even take one trading strategy, you know, whether it be a, you know, an M3.4U, like one of my strategies or something like a Rhino or whatever, right? Um, and then uh, un fully understand that strategy and then learn how to modify that strategy so that you can basically cover all market conditions in that manner. It's, gonna, it's a much more uh, effective uh, way of learning, okay? So that is pretty much all of those questions. Steven, I'm gonna turn it back over to you because you have some great okay. uh, things here, okay? Yeah. Thanks for that, John. Um, I just have another decision make matrix I wanted to go through, and then we can pull up a trade, a concept, uh, and show that example. Okay, so this matrix is talks about different variables, right? It's a little bit different decision make matrix. Uh, we were talking about objectives earlier. This looks at variables and considerations, and we're going to read this from top to bottom is the way the flow of this would go. So for instance, if I have my, if I place my short strikes closer to that, the money, what's the consideration or what's the behavior most right. likely so to be? So Stephen's uh, talking about putting on a broken wing butterfly at entry, right? And, yeah. and then having your, you know, say the asset price is at 1,020 and putting your short strikes at like 1,000 or 1,010 or 1,020 yes. directly, right? Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you have your short strikes closer to the money, then the position could be more likely to draw down, but it's also more likely to make big gains. Right. So that's that goes back to that the recurring theme of trade offs. Right. Like so know where you want to put your risk. Yeah, it may not be the quote unquote safest trade, whatever that means. Right. So that people talk about what's safe and and that's not really a real thing, right? So, but um, right. the trade may draw down, but by the same token, if the market stays in place or stays in the range that you expect, it's more likely to have big, big gains. And so we would probably label that a little bit more aggressive. Whereas if you want your short strikes further from the money, and obviously it's going to be um, the opposites, may, may be less aggressive, but and you're more likely to win, you might have a big win rate, but you're not gonna get those outsized gains, which as we know, um, sometimes those larger wins, you're gonna need those over a course of a year or so to offset the inevitable uh, losses that are gonna come, whether it's from um, a market event or a mistake. You know, We all make mistakes. Um, that's something that never goes away. We just try to re reduce the variation in our trading, but you don't wanna always be put in a position 
I know there was a trade that came out several years ago that was like that, right, John? It was geared towards high win rate. And the, the source strikes were way far away from at the money. And um, that didn't really turn out. Right. And they did, the a, they did a time scale in. And, <laughs> right. Right. And that was supposed to provide you diversification and, and all this other stuff. And they presented and, it like it was a trading strategy that couldn't lose. And, yeah. Right. And then the market the market changed. The market context changed. And the strategy didn't adapt to that. Or the, you know, the fantasy comes in line with reality, right? <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> not not right, a good right. day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so let me just go over another one real quick. So far from expiration. The trade is probably going to be easier to manage, right? If I enter a trade at 77 days, there's not as much to do. The gamma is a lot lower than a trade that I enter, say, at 20 days, right? So the management from a day-to-day standpoint is going to be going to be easier. Um, uh, a trade that's uh, entered far from expiration has a larger larger market range uh, in the beginning. The T plus zero line is going to be much flatter because we're adding time. Time is the substitute for uh, volatility. And so that's going to give us a bigger range when we're first starting out. Um, and when we enter far from expiration, it can be easier to make profits above the tent, particularly in this environment, right, John? You can enter something that's far from expiration and probably still put it on for decent credit where there's oh, no upside risk. So that's something to understand where you couldn't do that in 2017 at 90 days out. So very different. Right. Yeah, very different implied volatility skew curve. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, to kind of wrap this portion of it up, it's about reading your instruments, right? So this is, uh, this would be a look if you were any pilots out there probably recognize this. Those are all the different instruments you got to look at when you're flying an aircraft. And this is, this is what really what we're doing when we're trading, right? Is being able to read our different, different instruments, understand the trade-offs and the implications of each and every one of those. So, once you develop that skill set to, to read your instrument panel, so to speak, you're really off and running. So let me, um, let's look at a trade. Um, and then, John, we can kind of discuss the different considerations as we go through the trade um, and some things to think about and the trade-offs for each one of those. Sure, and sounds great. Any, and then if any of the uh, participants have any input, that'd be great too. So here we have a uh, trade in the Russell. I've got my O&E up and the broken wing butterfly. Obviously uh, we've got the, that standard risk profile. Uh, we are about 20 points under the money with the short strikes. Got a 60 point lower wing and I've adjusted the upper wing such that we've got a little bit of positive Delta. It's not del Delta neutral. So you might say, Hmm, wonder why he's in entering it that way. And I'm also entering it 36 days. So, Let's just talk about some things to consider. Uh, and then knowing this stuff, you can just enter the butterfly pretty much at any time. You can look at the T plus zero line profile with the yeah. setup that you have, and you can tell a lot about things, right? Including so, what's going on in the market. Yeah. Great point, right? Pretty darn flat. Pretty darn flat. Thirty-six days. Now we're in July of 2020, and that's that really special environment that we're in. That. You, you had to go normally, say, 56 days out or more like 60 days out to get a similar profile, whereas here in 2020 in July, I can get that 56-day profile that I got in, say, 2017, I can get it at 36 days in this environment. Right. And I don't have a whole lot of upside risk. Uh, in fact, it's 2000 bucks. Now, you might say, well, why, why with the positive, what's up with the positive Delta thing? You know, that's something that 
I know I used to get really hung up on. I know John would get frustrated with me. He's like, God, dude, it's just not all about Delta. <laughs> well, it's broad, it's broaden our, broaden our view here. So, but in this particular instance, you know, we've hit a bottom on the crash. The market is obviously making higher highs, higher lows. It's trending up and it's recaptured some, it's running into some moving average resistance here, but it looks like it could be breaking out of a consolidation. So in that case, instead of just being completely flat, I might add a little bit of positive Delta because I think the market's going to continue up. And let's go to the first adjustment that I made. And we can just kind of talk about some different things you can do to the trade. So let me ignore the adjustment. This is, we've been in the trade for 11 days now. The market hasn't really gone anywhere. It's gone sideways. So my, you know, my positive delta didn't necessarily hurt me. So that's something to really recognize. And the market's just sat right up near the 10, pretty ideal situation. And you can see we've got nice lift in the T plus zero line. So, you know, right now we're up 16% on actual risk. Um, if you consider this the uh, planned capital of an M34U, 2,300 on 25,000 planned capital, it's up 9% on planned capital. So what are, cons what are some considerations? So obviously you could exit the trade, right? John talks about you need to really have an exhaustive decision make matrix around exits. It's not just about uh, max loss or exit loss triggers and profit target. There's a lot more to consider. Right. Trade sitting a little bit negative, although it's in a good position. You could look at the charts and say, does this look like something where the market's going to pull back? You know, I don't know. Uh, the adjustment that I made for this particular uh, trade was to flatten it out a little bit. I don't really know. The market's consolidating, so the odds of it going up or down are fairly equal at this point, although you know, you'd know probably give the edge to the bulls. Is there anything else that you would consider on this date, John, before I move forward? Uh, I'm actually answering questions, but let's see. Uh <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, hey, that's, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, but this, this looks nice. I mean, you're, you're, you're nicely positioned for sure. Yeah, so let, well, let's just keep going through the trade. And I just want people to see how the trade is behaving, right? So you got a little bit of negative delta. You got a little bit more uh, value coming into the position. It's kind of sitting around. You're down at 23 days. You know, this is probably a situation where I'm ready to take the money and run. You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you're uh, uh, fighting the trade or giving back profits or anything of that nature. So I'm just going to run this a couple more days and then I could show another example, John. Um, as you can see, I think it's important to note that the market has stayed right around um, this area of the position, but it's not really gaining a lot of value. That's something to note, right? So maybe the skew is starting to flatten out, implied volatility um, is such that it's not, um, there's not a lot of value coming to the position. So that could be a trigger for me to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the money and run and redeploy my capital somewhere else. And if anybody from uh, any of the participants have any ideas or questions on how they might manage to trade, then we certainly welcome any participation. Absolutely. Just going to go, go forward okay. a day or two here. See how the market came back into the tent and normally you'd see a nice value pop, but it really didn't. So, you know, to me, that's indicating there could be something 
afoot, something changing. I don't know if I want to sit in a 21 day trade, got a big move up 25 points, 18 days. Now you did get a little value pop there. Not huge. You know, we're at 2,600, 2,700. Now we're close to 3,000. This would be another indication of take the money and run. I just want to click one more day. I'm kind of curious what happens. And notice how we haven't really had to adjust the position, but your delta is getting really high. So you can see what happens to the position if um, you let it run and as time goes. So that is Steven, that. Here's, here's an it, interesting question. So Erwin's yeah. Irwin, just asking, could you repeat what the delta limits are? <laughs> right, 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 right. For Again, but this is right. Not... So, because we got to remember the context, right? So, we're talking to a lot of traders here who who are used yeah. to saying, "Oh, I have to adjust at this delta or that delta," which kind of we right. throw out the window. That totally. concept, but totally right. So, for this particular example, this is just a concept trade. What I call a concept trade, or what we call sometimes free flow trading. You know, I have an idea in my mind of what uh, the delta limits uh, I want those to be for this particular trade. Um, I can borrow those from the rule set of any of our trades, right? The M34U or the V32. It all depends on what I'm trying to accomplish. So when I was managing this position, you know, I have it in my, like I said, in my mind, what I consider for what I see in the marketplace to be too much Delta, positive or negative. But I didn't get hung up on that. It was more about what's happening in the charts. Well, the market's not going anywhere. So I don't want to overthink this and over adjust the position and just let it breathe, let it do its thing. It's well positioned. I don't need to say, um, you know, if I get over 10 Delta, like whenever that happened, that I need to adjust out of it, do something with the position, just let it do its thing. So I think sometimes we get caught up um, in feeling like we've have to act upon the trade. We have to impose our will on the trade. Sometimes less is more, right? Right. And, and just another question too, you know, someone's asking, I have to know different strategies to be able to switch between those. Well, no, we're not switching. You don't necessarily have to switch between any strategies. You don't even have to have a, stra a an actual strategy. What you can do, if you understand how broken wing butterfly structures work, you can work with them differently. It's a, it's a whole different way of looking at things. It's a much right. more uh, higher level uh, way. Now, it will be helpful if you understand certain types of strategies, okay? Um, in other words, you would, you would have wanted to maybe trade a rule-based broken wing butterfly strategy before you get the course, but once you've done that, you, you know, it's all about modifying what you have, so. Right. So I've got another example I can show in the SPX and it's a broken wing condor with the same um, entry date as we did in this previous example for the Russell, let me blow that up a little bit so that I give people a little bit different look. Um, so this is SPX, we'll look at that chart. Somewhat similar, it's uh, higher above its moving averages. And in fact, you could say it's, it's hit this resistance and it could be forming a breakout um, if it continues the patterning of higher highs and higher lows. So again, if that's, what we're seeing in the market, you might want to enter the position with a little bit more positive delta. Now, if you say, well, you know, I'm a little more neutral, then you could um, certainly bring that down, right? By adjusting here. And as you, we all know, John, you can also do um, uh, something like this. If you want to be more aggressive, see how that lift, we get the lift in the expiration. Um, 
in the expiration line, there's no uh, upside risk. That's that risk off strategy, if that's what you right. wanted to do. Right. So uh, we can adjust these multiple ways, right, Stephen? We could yeah. also add a call and um, we could yeah, also exactly. roll the lower long down more and take on more yeah. downside risk. Could so go the we, other way. Yeah. They all have certain implications. Right. Right. So you could see that when I do this, I'm flatter delta. There's a little bit less risk in the trade, but that adds upside risk. If that meets the objective or what I'm trying to achieve, then that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. It just all depends on what you want in the trade. Now, I just want to show this example of how you can roll in both ends and notice how you're taking risk out of the trade to the downside and it doesn't impact the upside too much. And you could make here, it so it doesn't impact the upside at all if you just went a little bit more aggressive with the uh, upside. Yeah, right. So, right. Yeah. And look how much you reduce the overall um, risk in the position. So, but you want to understand the, the trade-offs for that, right? You got a lot less theta. Um, well, not too. That's not too bad in this position. So yeah, the theta number is not that bad, right? And that's yeah. going to be different from trade to trade. Um, Vega exposure is different a lot. And right. But it's going. You got to know how that's going to react, right? Or a put. Yeah, Chris says or a put. You can also add a put too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly. A lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 You could do that too. So. I have got a couple of adjustments on here. So let's just see what we did. Okay. So let's look at this, what the position was before uh, making any adjustment. Oh, so we're outside the tent here. It looks like the market, let's take a look at the charts. Yeah, the market is kind of broken out of this consolidation or it looks like it's day one of doing that. Um, it's getting out in front of the tent. We could just roll down upper longs, right? Constantly do that. That does add um, risk to our downside. Uh, if you're comfortable with that, or if your market expectations are continue up, well, then maybe that's something you want to do. If your expectation is that this is going to be further consolidation, then you can do something like this, which is adding. But also, it also <laughs> adds certain types of implied volatility risk, depending on how you. Adjust it, yeah. which you should be able to understand at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. If you're trading these types of structures, you should be able to understand that. But yeah, that definitely, is- definitely. Because uh, to your point, in this instance, you know, we've added a um, a broken wing butterfly up top. You could have added a calendar, right? Particularly in this environment. Let's just see what that looks like. Probably gives you a little bit better. Might give you a little bit better range. Um, Maybe three. I'm just curious what this will do to the position. Yeah, actually. Uh, now we know that this is going to react in a different way as it relates to the um, expiration graph, but that gives you a sense of, you know, the processes you're going to go through to to evaluate, you know, am I gonna, if I wanna add some tent to the upside, is it gonna be a butterfly, broken wing butterfly? What size? Is it gonna be a calendar? So on and so forth. Or you're just gonna so, roll the position, right? So that's a certain yeah, that that's, that's another one as well. Yeah, you could just say, hey, market's moved away from me. I wanna get a little closer. I'm gonna roll the position up. So let's go to the next adjustment. So someone's asking, are you trying to keep T-Post on as flat as possible by using more visual approach than uh, numbers approach? Um, 
No, not necessarily. Again, it goes back to what I'm trying to achieve. I mean, I certainly have a sense of like before this adjustment, the Delta's fine, right? But I'm not going to make any more money out here unless I do something like do verticals right. here, do the verticals. So your objective the is to get some sort of a theta increase up at the yeah. higher level for whatever purpose, right? Right, right. Again, that goes back to not not getting myopic about Delta. Right, right. And let me see. That may be all the adjustments I have on this trade, John. Um, we could just kind of move forward and see how this, how the market behaves underneath this, this additional BWB we've added above the market here. Starting to see some value come into the trade. Right. And see, and this is like August 2022, so the market is really yeah. moving around at that point. Yeah, it is. You know, and th this could be something where you want to, you could take the money and run or adjust out of it. You could roll this up. You could, uh, you could do something like that. Probably want to be a little more aggressive. Um, but there's just so many different tactics you can go through. Like John talked about before, you could roll the position, uh, get, you know, s scalp out of this, roll the whole thing back up, so on and so forth. So um, there's a lot of things to consider. And again, it just always goes back to what are you trying to achieve? And the answer is not always make money, right? It's, are you trying to protect the position? Are you trying to guard against the volatility shift? It's, those are the correct kinds of questions you want to be asking yourself. Right. Um, and then, so that's what I have on examples, John, if there's any other questions. Yeah, let's, um, well, let's do, there's a couple that are trade specific to what you're doing here. So, um, one is Steve is just asking, is there a reason that your adjustment was done in calls in the original trade inputs? Yeah, so for me, um, the original trade was obviously all in the puts. And when I add structure up top, just to, just to keep things clean and organized and separate, I like to add structures in the, on the call side. But as we know, if you enter, enter a butterfly, broken wing butterfly at the same strikes, whether it's in the call side, the put side, or as an iron butterfly, it's all synthetically the same thing. Doesn't matter. And it specifically right. doesn't matter if I'm uh, entering as a debit or a credit. That's a huge misnomer. I, I can tell you how frustrated I get when somebody says, yeah, I did an iron, uh, iron butterfly. I got a credit. Well, I'm like, why don't you just do it all in the puts? And they're like, well, because I got that's a debit. I got to pay for it. I'm like, it's the same thing. That's a critical thing for people to understand. So for me, I like to keep things clean and, and separate the two. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's, calls. Yeah. I think that you're right. That's important to understand. We get that all the time. You, why don't you do an iron butterfly instead of put butterflies? You can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It's synthetically the same position. <laughs> so, right. It's synthetically you know, the same. Again, and, and that's that's another example of being people being overly concerned about things that are not relevant to whether the trade makes money or not. Right. And, uh, and, and I, don't, I don't like to see that because people are spinning their wheels at uh, focusing on things that really don't matter. And, right. and you know, it's like, it's like, let's just accept this as this is the same and let's move on oh. to something that's more important. Um, you know what? I, let me do this, John. If we got a little time, I was on a different SPX trade. I want to show this one real quick. I, it won't take long at all. The Broken Wing Condor, that's what I intended to do. I had three trades in there. But this, this is a, uh, a broken wing condor, same entry date, but I wanted to get in SPX, but I want to give people a different uh, look as to how this 
compare us to the BWB. Now, splitting the shorts like this is going to get you more theta, gives you that theta lift, but it's also going to leave you more volatility sensitive, right? So that's yes. something huge for people to understand. Like I gain, it's all about like, I gain one thing, more theta lift, maybe a little bit more range, but what am I, what's my trade-off for that? Sensitive to volatility. Right. And sensitive to volatility is, can be, can go, can be good or bad, depending on which way you're thinking the volatility is going to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If, if the volatility has been high and I enter this as a broken wing condor and my expectation is that the volatility is going to come down and suck out, I should have a nice value gain in that position. And right. the also, gonna... also keeping in context whether the trade, the market's likely to move a lot when that volatility drops out. Right, right. So again, that's another thing to consider that uh, that we should be considering when we're, when we're trading. Exactly. Now, in this particular situation, the market's moved to the edge of the tent. My delta's not necessarily uh, in jeopardy, but my gamma trend, my T plus zero line, is certainly probably a little bit, has a little bit more bend in it than I want. So what we can do here is roll up some of the shorts, upper short strikes like we did here. We had 10 here and we split five. And so we're just stretching that upper wing to correct a delta. Now we have a positive delta. See, it was before it was negative 10. Now we got some positive delta and we flatten ourselves out and put ourselves in a good position. I think I got one more here, John, adjustment we can just quickly look at. I'm just curious what we did. Okay, looks like we had, let's see what's going on in the charts. Yeah, the market drifted up, drifted up, had its little pullback. Now, we did have some volatility sensitivity, but it doesn't look like that impacted the position. Yeah, you didn't have a spike in volatility. So in this particular instance, you get to pull back into the tent like that, even with split shorts, and you get a nice volatility pop. We're up two grand on the trade, and we've only been in it eight days. Um, it is at 10 DTE, you know, for me, the, uh, like you always say, John, and we're at the top of the mountain, the, the middle of the position, probably a good time middle, to take. Yeah. You get in the middle with a good value pop, it's time to leave. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, so speaking of that, uh, actually a couple more questions. Is there any point where you're concerned your short strikes are at in the money or are you okay with your short strikes being in the money close to expiration? Now for me, uh, you know, with the, with the experience that I've had um, trading close to expiration, particularly with the rock trade, I'm not worried at all. You know, it obviously depends on what my market expectations are, but it doesn't make me nervous in general. You know, I that look at that in, as that goes opportunity. back to trading different types of strategies and why it's mm -hmm. beneficial to do that. Something like the yeah. rock trade or something like that takes on risk to both sides. I mean, it might scare you at first, but it's good to open your um, open your limits up so that you can actually make money trading. Yeah. And then and that was uh, really the, the last adjustment, John. I just wanted to show some different things and different looks. Awesome. Yeah. And, th and that looks great. And that was, that would have closed you out. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. And um, just a, a question here. There's one question that I didn't answer. So I'm just going to do it quickly. Sure. You said before we did not get a, a, a pop. Like that meaning a big increase in value. Something must be changing in the market like skew. How would you go in and to see the skew change and what would you do to allow for that? Is that in the course? So 
basically, when we start talking about implied volatility, remember, we are trading implied volatility. We are not trading theta. We're not trading time. We're actually trading implied volatility in this. And sometimes we're trading directional also, depending on how you do. So it's, it's important that if you're going to do this type of trading, if you're going to get really large position sized with it and rely on it as a um, as an income source, it's very important that you uh, know that stuff. And that type of content is in our Ultimate Income Trader course. The Ultimate Income Trader course, it's a, a two or three day seminar. I don't even remember, even remember at this point, but it talks all about this type of stuff. And it gives you everything you need to know about implied volatility and uh, what co- creates implied volatility, what are the effects of the implied volatility on your expiration graph, all that other stuff. That, that's in the Ultimate Income Trader program. And I would suggest it for that, okay, for that purpose, if, if that's the type of content you're looking for. I enjoyed the expected profit target versus uh, expected profit versus profit target. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jed. I appreciate that. Uh, before we go, just let me quickly tell you one more time. It's, it's the, uh, if you're trading broken wing butterflies at all, uh, even if you're a beginner at broken wing butterflies, you may not understand all the content in the course, but I highly encourage you to get it anyway, because... This is something that if you understand this, it's going to make the rest of your career so much, so much easier. Okay. And, and I'll answer Timothy, I'll, I'll answer any additional questions after this. So this broken wing butterfly course, once again, we talk about trade entries, uh, days to expiration, close versus far from expiration, how days to expiration changes the trade. So basically the pluses and minuses of doing different types of days to expiration for entry, choosing wing widths, what are the consequences of going more narrow or, or, or wider, uh, broken wing butterfly versus a butterfly call entry, right? So these are different types of structures that are, give you a T plus zero line profile that are similar, but they have very different implied volatility profiles. Um, entry location relative to the money, uh, how your entry affects your adjustment strategy because adjustment strategies, you're going to want a different adjustment strategy with different types of entries. We're going to talk about scaling entries scale, uh, uh, and scaling adjustment strategies, uh, upside adjustment strategies, adapting your upside to different implied volatility, depending on your upside adjustment strategy, depending on different implied volatility levels and how the market's actually reacting at the time. Uh, downside adjustment strategies, when it's best to, you know, the best ways to do this, how to set certain parameters, uh, risk parameters within your trade. And then we talk about the, the most important aspect is going to be trade exits and how and when to use to exit most effectively with your trades. And this is, again, where most people get beat up is on uh, how to exit most effectively. And of course, we have our special 2121 bonus video, which updates any guidance that's in the program for the post-COVID skew environment. Again, we show both because who knows, we may be back in that other environment two years, we just don't know. And also the first, one of the things that people love is this calendar adjustment strategies for broken butterflies, all fantastic material. Current retail price, $1,295, off for basic members, 1095. 300 for Go Pro members, uh, Go Trade Performance and Market Outlook members is going to be 995. And for Pro members, it's only 895. Again, to get there, you go to our website, likeinsex.com. This is a trading performance course. This is not a trading strategy course. Um, and that's going to be Broken Butterfly uh, Master Course. You just go in there and 
you, you click on your membership level. If they know they will not work, if you're not a pro member, you won't get $400 off. It's, <laughs> but it's that this is what we have. And then if you're actually a member, you just go into your, your member dashboard here and then go to your discounts page here. And it's going to be right there. Okay, so that is uh, how to get the course. I'll finish answering the re rest of the questions here. And the question is, okay, so option view versus option that explore. Uh, I, that's kind of an incomplete question. I don't know what you're asking specifically. The program, again, is not dependent on analytical software or the, the concepts within the Broken Wing Butterfly master course. They're not independent. Uh, they're independent of any analytical software that you're going to use. So uh, which do I prefer? Um, well, historically, it used to be option view, but since the option view software, analytical software basically stopped working properly in 2020, we've switched everything over to option and explorer. And I am no longer using option view at all. So that's basically what's going on right now. Whether they've corrected the problems or not, I do not know. But as of, I don't know, three months ago, definitely did not like the, uh, what uh, option view was telling me. Do I cover Broken Wing Butterfly? Do I cover using Broken Wing Butterfly as a partial hedge? I do not understand what you mean by that. So if you want to expand on that, then that's fine. But um, it's, it's primarily revolves around using trading the Broken Wing Butterfly position and, uh, and how to deal with that and also with the calendar section adjusting broken wing butterflies with the calendar section. Uh, I believe the calendar section uses broken wing butterflies as adjustment strategies also. We do do that in the calendar course, which is a different class. But that's based on what I understand about the question. That's all I can really tell you with that. And then in the chat here, do I show how to trade short DTE butterfly trades? This, this encompasses, again, this is not a trade. This encompasses all time frames, all different types of broken wing butterfly strategies, all different types of broken wing butterfly adjustments. It is not specific to any uh, delta numbers or anything like that. If you understand the concepts in the program, the, you're going to be able to understand the, the aspects of all different types of days to expiration. I mean, we're going to tell you that the, the benefits and drawbacks of, of, of trading short days to expiration versus longer days to expiration. We'll show you the benefits and drawbacks of adjusting certain ways, stuff like that. But um, but that's what the that's what the content of the, of the course is about. Not specifically about doing a short. Not, not, we don't have a trade. We don't have trade rules in there. Okay. How long ago was the course recorded? I don't remember. I talked about this earlier to everybody. I don't remember this is the specific date of the original recording. Yeah, I, I don't. Know, it was it was before COVID, so it was it was it was several years ago now. Uh, with the original content, and then we are updated with the new implied volatility environment 20, uh, 2021. So that is completely modern. Any changes of the original material that, that would have been required for you to know are addressed in the 2021 update. Okay. And I believe that is all the questions that we have. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining me. Thank you, Stephen, for that great presentation. Thank you, John. And we're going to close this up. Hope everybody 
uh, has a great year this year trading. I know it's just been fantastic in this implied volatility environment. And, you know, I hope you get to gain the knowledge in this course, because if you're trading broken wing butterflies, it really is going to be beneficial for you. All right. So thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll see you out there. Trade well.